Welcome to this edition of Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets. In this weekly show, you'll catch two fund managers who'll share their views on a selection of listed companies, both here and overseas. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast player to be notified of new episodes each week. And don't forget that all the views expressed are general in nature and you should seek your own advice before making any decisions of your own. That's all from me. Sit back, relax and enjoy the latest edition of Buy, Hold, Sell. Hello, my name is Matthew Kidman and welcome to the Livewire thematic discussion. And the noise in the background, that's the siren going for the end of the full year profit reporting season and fund managers around the country, well some are taking Panadol and others are popping the champagne corks, but they're just glad it's over. Normally at this time we have a look at who shot the lights out and who didn't do so well this year. We're going to do it slightly differently. We're going to go one step further and we're going to have a look at management. What management teams did really well and what did they deliver? And we're going to get, get ready for it. A lot of stocks in the thematic discussion. So get your pens and paper out to write them down. And to help me discuss it with David Wilson from First Centia and Michelle Lopez from Aberdeen. And Michelle, I'll start with you. Give us one word to sum up the whole reporting season. Oh, uh, resilient. You know, given the headwinds that we've gone into and the uncertainty in the first half of the year. Uh, it was actually quite impressive that Beats um, outnumbered misses. It was three to two. And there was probably three key things I'd call out. Um, costs, surprisingly. Um, that was felt across every sector, um, regardless of, of what industry they were in as well. Um, the interesting thing though was margins were pretty resilient. So they're passing them through for now. Um, the consumer, which was another area that we were looking at for, for stresses, hasn't come through yet. Strong consumer. Strong consumer, but caveat that with what's coming. Careful there. Um, and third was sustainability. A lot of information and disclosure around, uh, you know, ESG targets and a real call to action there. Okay, David. A lot, lot of that out there, a lot of interesting moving parts. How did you go on your top 100 stocks? And I would say benign, in a, in if it was a colour, beige, because not a lot happened. There wasn't any sort of horror stories or war stories. You had actually dividends actually do a little better than people were expecting. You had some buybacks announced, and there was also some M&A announced through this period. So generally, it's a pretty dull reporting season, to be honest. And the management teams, let's switch to them. The ones that did well, what did they actually nail during this reporting period? I think what they did was they were able to enunciate a, a longer term strategy, like rather than avoid the noise, you know, COVID up, COVID down, interest rates up, interest rates down, the ones that can stay on that consistent strategy that this is what we're trying to achieve over the longer term. Um, I think that that was really the sort of winning formula. Okay, let's get into it then, Michelle. Let's get into some of the sectors and, and a stock in each sector. Financials, big part of our market. What did they do? Who did well there? Which is, management well, team? Look, the banks, there was only one that reported, CBA, but I'm going to steer clear from the majors and go for net wealth. Oh, good. And this wasn't really an FY22 story. This is a 10, 20 years in the making. Uh, and, you know, under Michael Haynes, has done a, a superb role. I think what they've done very well um, is just reinvesting back in the business. So whether it's disruptive technology, uh, whether it's growing out sort of new parts of the market, and that's really coming through in fund growth. Um, FUM growth, sorry. So the one thing I'd say is that's consistently played through. It played through in this reporting season. 
Um, and now he's passed the baton to Matt Haynes, his son, so from generation, and I think he'll continue to, to generate that compounding return that we've seen from NetWealth. Okay, David, got something better than NetWealth? I think so. I was going to say steadfast, and, um, and Robert Kelly will probably blast me for not saying steadfast, he's the CEO there, but I'm going to say QBE, <laughs> and that's, that'll surprise some people, but QBE, um, I think the pa management are taking a very patient approach to improving the business. They've had 10 years of trauma, but there you've got a very good European business, a very good Australian business, and they're taking the necessary remedies for really what's been a really poor performing uh, North American business. So it'll surprise some people given the, the history of the company, but um, I think CEO Andrew Horton is doing a great job there. Okay, let's go to the former darling, now ugly duckling sector, tech. Who did really well there in the management space? Well, they're still a darling and that was WiseTech. Um, you know, a, a fantastic result. Revenues were up over 35%. They've given guidance of another 20% um, revenue growth this year. And, and this stock continues to deliver. It is really the default uh, freight forwarding software business in the world. Guidance was something that was missing in a lot of companies, Michelle, but did you have something in that ugly duckling sector of tech yeah. that took your eye? Look, I think uh, for us, and this isn't exactly in the tech sector, but ProMedicus, which is a tech a software provider into the healthcare sector. Um, again, just very consistent to David's point around what did management teams do well, just consistent execution. And uh, this is a company that's got a really long runway of growth. They've got a profit margin, net uh, pre-tax profit margin of 67%. That's profit, not gross margin, which is what tech companies talk about these days. Um, so it's generating a truckload of cash and it's got a really long runway, um, not just in the, the Visage product, but also in AI and new departments of cardiology. So there's a very long runway there and they consistently deliver. Sam Huppert's done a great job. Now let's yes. get back to a very strange story, resources, materials. Which management team kicked the goals there? Look, I think it's going to surprise you, but BHP, um, this management team are making some transformational decisions um, within the organisation, which is a big uh, sort of statement to make with, with an iron ore leader, global leader. Um, but really, uh, you could say that the asset quality within a BHP, the assets run themselves, but there's a lot that can go wrong with mining, um, particularly in this environment. We've got high inflation, we've got geopolitical um, risks uh, and there's a lot of stakeholders you've got to take for the journey. Um, so they are repositioning, um, they've got a really high quality uh, portfolio today, they're generating truckloads of cash um, and the balance sheet to be able to fund option optionality and growth. So you've got Copper, you've got Janssen uh, and I think they do a tremendous job in the industry um, around sort of sustainability and, and working with stakeholders. So that was the standout for me. I thought it was a truckload of iron ore, but it's actually cash. Well, both. David, resources, materials? Our choice, Matthew, is South 32, um, the son or daughter of BHP <laughs> from sort of six or seven years ago. And what they've been able to do under Graham Kerr's leadership is actually sort of reshape the portfolio. So they've sold out of South African coal, They've invested further into, into the Chilean copper uh, mine, and they've also grown their Mozambique um, aluminium uh, smelter. So they've also been able to get more costs um, out of their business um, in, in Australia and elsewhere. So we, we think they've done a fantastic job in what was really BHP's second tier assets, and they've been able to do exceedingly well over those six or seven years, and that, that came through in this result. Great asset allocation. Okay, another big sector in Australia that we're all very interested in, healthcare. Which management team got, got the better of us there? 
Um, our choice here is ResMed. Um, we think that they've done an, an incredible job through a very difficult period. Now, sure, their major competitor has had a product recall and they've benefited from that. But even within that, they've had to manage the, the sort of chip shortages, um, supply chain issues, and they've been able to actually you know, retain and actually gain market share through that period because of that competitor's issues. And um, I think management shone through what was a difficult period and been able to take advantage of that competitor's issues. Well, sleep well with that one. Michelle, healthcare, big sector, a lot of good performances. Anyone stood out? Uh, well, you'll hear well with this one, which is <laughs> Cochlear. Um, Cochlear is just one of those companies that you really need to understand how they're set up internally to create long-term value. And this really shone through with this result. And to do that, you've got to invest. And this is a company that has invested to maintain product leadership. You don't get to 60% global market share overnight. This is a constant reinvestment story. Um, their R&D budget is the combined of the R&D budgets of their peers. Um, and this result, they announced the Nucleus 8, which is their next generation sound processor. Um, again, quite beneficial for earnings um, for the next couple of years as they, as they replace. Um, and the other big investment bucket is building market awareness. Um, so the adult market is severely underpenetrated at 5%. Um, so again, there's a really long runway of growth there and they're investing to build that out and that makes a lot of sense. So what we like about that management team, it's not about FY23 or 24. Um, they really do take a long-term view and they're very consistent in, in executing into that strategy. Not quite as bionic as cochlear, but the industrial market, a bit broader, a bit more beige. What did really well there in terms of management and how they delivered? Yeah, I'm going to go a bit at the smaller end and it was IPH and IPH is a um, intellectual property services business and they operate across Asia Pac. Um, and again, under the current CEO, he's been in, in the seat for five years. Um, Andrew, he's done a great job, not just in uh, the very BAU, very steady business that they have, but also a very shrewd operator when it comes to deals. Um, so he's consolidated the market. And at this set of results, um, he announced the acquisition of Smart & Bigger, which is in Canada, um, and a very clear playbook over there, which is what they've been able to do here and extract a lot of synergies um, from businesses. And I think that's a beachhead for further consolidation to come. So that was the standout for us. The market really liked that acquisition. David, industrials, big sector. Have you got something that maybe we didn't see? Yeah. Um I'm going to say brambles, actually. Um, I think what the management team have done is come in and reduce the volatility. They grew earnings by 16%. Their sales were up 9%. And they've actually gone, gone about in a very methodical way over the last four or five years, taking the volatility out, getting re-cutting um, the contracts that they have with the large um, uh, FMG firms in the United States. And so that taking that volatility out of the earnings and building a more of a sort of resilient business, um, I think has actually set up the company very well. Well, it might have been a beige profit reporting season, but there's a pallet load of management teams that you'll want to back on the back of that show. So if you liked hearing from David and Michelle as much as I did, give it a like and don't forget to sign up to our YouTube channel. Thanks for listening to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one source of expert investment analysis and insights. Register for free online at livewiremarkets.com and you'll discover more exclusive investing articles, videos and podcasts.